Hello everybody, welcome or welcome back to BNB Anime. I am Brad and I am here to bring you your summer 2022 anime preview. I know, I know, we said we would do Anohana this week, but unfortunately, Blue's schedule and eyes did not align. And also, technical difficulties. There's nothing new here. Nothing new whatsoever. So I am here to bring you a list of anime that I'm currently watching, giving you a little bit of background on the anime that I am watching, and then let you decide whether or not you want to go watch them or not. Again, this is just giving a little bit of preview to the current season that's going on, and then just kind of giving my thoughts on a few of them, whether they be continuations of shows or just brand new. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. The first one that I have for you is Overlord 4, the continuation of the overall Overlord storyline. So with that being said, going forward, do have your spoiler chicken hats on. Because, again, I'm talking about continuations here. I mean, for the most part, it's mainly Overlord and the Devil is a Part-Timer, and then I'm kind of going into brand new shows, but... Nobody wants spoilers. Nobody wants to have things spoiled for them unless you do. That is entirely up to you. And again, this is just going to be a short episode. So if you like spoilers, then hang around. If you don't like spoilers, then, you know, I, I understand. Go watch what I'm talking about first and then, then come back. I won't blame you. I won't be mad or upset. So, Overlord 4 picks up exactly where Season 3 left off, with Ainz officially ruling over the Sorcerer Kingdom and going about day-to-day -day operations. I mean, Homie is literally running a country now. I know, big shock, giant undead Homie just running things. First episode pretty much just kind of reestablishes characters, storylines, gives us a OP that is very typical to the Overlord genre, and the ED is specifically where we have a lot of fun with it, because ED is a banger. The OP's fun, don't get me wrong, but the ED, I love it. It's great. It's a fun time. The ED is done by the same artist that did some of ReZero's OPs. She goes by the name of Mayu Mayushima, and the ED's called No Man's Dawn. It's great. Go check it out. It's really good. And yeah, Overlord in and of itself is actually a really fun show. It's an isekai where... Homie was in a VR game. Whenever the VR game shut down, he was supposed to be taken out of it. However, since he stayed in the game past the shutdown point, he himself got stuck in the game and has no way to log out. And so not only did the game not shut down properly, it also trapped him in a world where he has no clue what's going on because a world that he knew, a Victor Seal, from the game he was playing no longer exists. And Nazarik, the compound that he was in, literally just got dropped in the middle of a world and Homie just has to survive. He's taken over a kingdom. He wiped out tens of thousands of men with a single spell. I mean, it's super OP main character bullshit. It's fun. It, it's a great time. And minus some slightly shitty CGI on some of the characters, it's great. It's a good comfort show. In fact, I'd almost call it my comfort isekai because it's really mindless. You can just turn on the dub and have fun. Second up on the list is the one that I haven't been able to shut up about since it first got announced that it was going to be coming out. The Devil's a Part-Timer Season 2. The show's been gone for almost a decade, okay? Our dreams are finally coming true. We're finally getting an opportunity to dive back into the world of Mr. Mao and just having a great time with, you know, Satan who works at a McDonald's or a Mc... Ronald's. I don't know. Copyright bullshit. However, it's great. Oh my god, it's a fun time. 
Now, with it being a almost 10-year break, things have changed. The animation style has changed. Why has the animation style changed, you might ask? It's because it's been taken over by a new studio. The studio that took it over is Studio 3 Hertz, who you may know from one of our recent episodes for SAO Alternative Gun Gale Online. And also, new director in Daisuke Chikushi, who did literally one episode of Data Live and then was the actual director for Isekai Cheat Magician. Now, I know after the first episode, I was like, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about the new animation style. It's very rounded and cutesy and updated, but it's really grown on me, and I actually really like it now. It just seems crisp and polished, unlike what happened to Tokyo Mew Mew, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there here very, very shortly. The second season picks up literally exactly where the first season left off with... Mr. Mao, Alciel, and Arushihara literally just going about their day-to-day -day lives with Bell, Chiho, Amelia all just kind of hanging out. And then, boom, Gate from Into Isla opens up and giant golden apple shoots out. And they're like, what the hell is this? While Amelia's trying to kill Mao. And Apple catches the sword being swung at Mr. Mao. And then the apple turns into a child. A child known by the name of... Alice Ramos, and said child calls Mao and Amelia, Papa and Mama. And then from here, we all know hilarity is going to ensue. I mean, it's great to jump back in a world that we haven't even remotely touched in over nine years. And again, this gives us hope for many other anime that have been shut down for a really long time to get a second chance. <clears throat> no game, no life. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun getting back to dive into the world. The, like I said, the new styles on the animation is great the op and ed are fun again overall great time really enjoyed it i really don't have anything bad to say whatsoever moving on to our third anime offering of the day we have licorice recoil licorice recoil is a show directed by shingo adachi and produced by a1 pictures and the overall plot point you have are two homies Takina Inoue, who was a member of the DA, which is the main branch of Licorice, which is pretty much like a set of spies who are sent out to get criminals and terrorists in Tokyo well before the crimes are ever committed. Takina is a very, very confident individual who got demoted or quote-unquote sanctioned after being in a hostage situation, and instead of letting her homies die, she picks up a light machine gun and just mows down all of the enemies. Why would you sanction her? She's a badass. And so due to her demotion for wiping out a bunch of arms dealers and almost killing her team member who was being held hostage, although the team member was saved and wasn't, nothing happened, so everything's fine. After being sanctioned, she got stuck with a member of the Liko Rico section who goes by the name of Chisato. And Chisato is a very happy-go-lucky, wonderful cinnamon roll who, instead of killing her targets, no, no, she uses non-lethal bullets, can dodge bullets like it's nobody's business, and just absolutely wrecks people. It's great. And I mean... A1 is just pulling out all the stops with the animation style in this. It looks great. The is great. The OP and ED, from what I've heard up to this point, are a fun time. I, I really, I can't complain with what I've seen so far. Cannot complain whatsoever. Definitely check it out if you have the time. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. 
Well, I mean, not actually 10 out of 10, but the show's good. The show's definitely good. Now that I've kind of given, you know, three good recommendations, why don't we why don't we get into something that's a little bit that's just a little bit mid-tier, you know, nothing nothing too out of the way. It's just something that I don't know how I feel about it yet. Let's go into the world of Isekai or failed Isekai. Now, I know what you're thinking. Brad, what do you mean by failed Isekai? Well, you see, it would appear that Truck Coon is slacking. A little bit. Truck Coon's 100% success rate is very, very much slacking. So, to give a little backstory as to what show I'm actually talking about, the show I'm referring to is Uncle from Another World. Uncle from Another World was a manga adaptation written by Hoton Doshinderu that began publication in June of 2018 and is running to present for a total of seven volumes. And the anime was directed by Shigeki Kawai. And the studio that's producing it is Atelier Point Dark. And it's currently being streamed on Netflix. So if you want to check this out after hearing about the premise, then, you know, go check it out. However, this is not the main staff that I'm here to talk about. No, 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 no. Because there is one name amongst the list of people who are producing this that stuck out to me. That particular individual is Kenichiro Suahiro. Suahiro is the music director behind ReZero. So what we are currently watching is by no means the prettiest thing we have ever seen. However, I have very, very high expectations for the music going throughout the show because Kenichiro does not disappoint, at least with ReZero. Anyway, other things, I, I don't know. I haven't checked out any of their works. However, ReZero, tasteful, delicious, love it. Great, great show. Now, as to the premise of Uncle from Another World, we have our homie, Takafumi, who is a college student who is sent to the hospital by his mother to go check on her brother, who has recently just woken up after a 17-year coma after being hit by Truck-Coon. Homie was in a coma for 17 years. Truck-Coon, you disappoint me. You failed. You did shit. You didn't do your job. How am I supposed to make a meme out of this? Blue and I were literally just bragging on you the other day. You failed me. You let me down. Your 100% success rate is bullshit. Because you put Homie in a coma for 17 years. And while he was in that coma, Homie was isekai'd. He was sent to another world where he learned all sorts of magic spells and got to go on adventures and have a great time. However, he woke up and Takafumi is there to visit him. Takafumi meets his uncle. His uncle's explaining everything to him. And he's like, yeah, I got isekai'd. And Takafumi's like, mm, no, you didn't. And his uncle's like, all right, watch wind magic and he's like oh my god you got isekai all right let's go and then takafumi decides he's going to exploit his uncle for money and use his powers to just make a shit ton of money i have no clue where this show is going to go from here however i am excited because like i said the animation not that great it's very simple it reminds me a lot of the art style of the one punch man and mob psycho manga and that's overall animation style like some of the effects are kind of cool but overall very simple very simple premise however i'm i'm very intrigued by this concept going forward and now with that out of the way i've got a couple things to trash 
to take out for this episode. Just just a couple bags of trash, nothing nothing too out of the way. First bag of trash that needs to be aired out is Tokyo Mew Mew New. I know, I know, Blue and I just discussed this last week. However, it needs to be said again. Trash. It is a very poorly paced anime with just 100% of the charm from the original is just gone. Like they're trying to retell the story of what they've already told just with very, very poor pacing. And again, the charm of the main character Ichigo and her crush, just none of it's there anymore. Like I don't enjoy this anywhere near as much as I enjoyed the first one. I get it. They put a lot of work into it. They got the five main characters to become an idol group and like go through singing lessons to be able to create the OP and all of that. And I get it. They put a lot of work into this, but at the end of the day, it just does not hold up to the standards of the original, in my opinion. I apologize. I know a lot of people that enjoyed the original, although I didn't watch it whenever it was originally airing or any time remotely around that point. It's just, it's not for me. And like I said, the main reason it's going in the bin is solely because it just doesn't even remotely hold a candle to the original. So I'm sorry. Burn me at the stake if you feel like it, but Ichigo just isn't holding up to standards at all. And then, finally, one one final piece of trash to take out. Uh, I'm going to do my best to seriously get through this one, so just bear with me for a moment. The final piece of trash I have to go through is Rent-A-Girlfriend. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm a I'm a save rental girlfriend for another time. In fact, I'm gonna save rent a girlfriend for a time whenever whenever Blue and I can cover it together. Because if I gotta sit through rent a girlfriend, so does she. So our final offering for the day for the bin is gonna be my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Oh boy. My stepmom's daughter is my ex is written by Kyosuke Kamishiro. It's somehow it falls into the shonen category to to date. I don't see how it falls into the shonen category, but you know what? It's fine. It's fine. I don't I don't see how, but it it'll be okay. It'll, it'll all be okay. The manga has four volumes and is run from May 2019 to present. And the anime is directed by Shinsuke Yanagi. And the studio behind it is Project Number 9. Out of everything that Studio Project Number 9 has done, the only thing on their list of shows that I have remotely heard of, let alone seen or watched, is Love After World Domination. However, Love After World Domination was absolutely wonderful. So you would think, with them being behind that, what they produce here would hopefully be somewhat decent. Also, apologize for background noise. It is currently storming while I'm trying to record this, so ooh, ambiance. It, it is fitting that it would start to rumble thunder whenever I'm sitting here trying to record trash. However, we will carry on. So, to go into to go into the plot, if you can even remotely call it plot, for this absolute gem of a show. So, when they were middle schoolers, you got Mizuto and Yume, who dated for, if I can recall, somewhere like three to six months. They had a normal relationship. Everything was fine. However, they quickly went from flirty and, you know, normal middle school relationship to always fighting. So, therefore, they had to break up. That's it. That's middle school over. So, going into high school, they meet up. However, before they get into high school, their fate of never seeing one another again due to their differences are scrapped. Because, guess what? Marriage happened. Their parents 
got married. Not only did their parents get married, but they have to act like it never happened. Like, they never met each other's family, so therefore they don't know. So they have to go around acting like, you know, normal. However, due to this new dynamic, they gotta, they gotta establish who's the oldest and who's the youngest. Although Yume is technically the oldest by 30 minutes, no one can really confirm this because they don't actually have official times. Because Mizuto's dad doesn't actually fully remember what time that Homie was born. So there's like a 30 minute difference, but they're not sure who's actually youngest or oldest. So they decide to hold a competition to determine who's the oldest or youngest. And this competition involves having to be normal siblings. And if one of them breaks, then they have to call the other one Onichan or Onechan. <laughs> oh my god, I don't... I'm watching this show purely on, like, I went into this 100%, for one, how can you have a title like that and it not be trash? I mean, let's let's be 100% real with one another here. You go into this knowing it's going to be trash. However, being the one that watches things week to week out of the two of us, I subjected myself to this on purpose. Because for one, if I deem it hilarious enough to put Blue through the torture, I'm going to make her watch it. But two, I mean, why not? Watching watching trash anime every now and then isn't the worst. And this isn't anywhere near as bad as Domestic Girlfriend as of yet. It's just a really, really stupid plot. And it's just, oh god, it's dumb. It's so dumb. Don't recommend, unless you just want to watch trash anime, then, <laughs> you, you know, have at it. But yeah, so there is a short, comprehensive list of some of the things that I'm watching this season, mainly the ones that I could think of, or the ones that came to mind first whenever it came to doing the usual preview episode of the season. So, if any of those seemed even remotely worthwhile, do check them out. Again, Overlord is on its fourth season. So you'll have to catch up with three others. However, it's not a whole lot. I think at the most, it's like 39 episodes, so it's not too awful much. Then Devil's a Part-Timer is just 12 episodes, so easy enough to catch up on and enjoy. And thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, we'll be back on schedule with Anohana. I promise. I'm not going to let you down, and neither will Blue. Swear. Pinky promise. Also, while I have you here... Go check out Anime Island. It's on our YouTube, www.youtube.com forward slash bnbanime, where we have had both Blue and my buddy Nicomo on, and they were wonderful episodes. It was cool to sit down and talk to a couple individuals that I both madly respect and love to bits. And coming this coming Wednesday, August 3rd, I do believe, you can look forward to an episode with my homie J-Storm. So do be on the lookout for that. And yeah. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back with Anohana. Appreciate it. Love you. Bye-bye.